sure that they, there were more than four downs run, so they may have See, run five downs. Instead of the game being over, it appears that the Redskins get the fifth down. And the cat is elusive. He's brought walking. The cat. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. Fielding the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Snap, placement, kick by Hartley, and it is. It is good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown. Hell is frozen oh. over. The Saints are on their way to the Welcome Super Bowl. To Enemy of the Good Podcast Network. I'm the captain, and with me is Tootsie's here. Okay, so Super Wildcard Weekend is in the books. Um, can't really say I'm surprised with a lot of the victories, uh, a lot of the games. Um, everything seems to have fallen where I kind of figured it would. I think so. Um, There's a big surprise with the road teams, though. Four and two. You know, the road teams definitely won the weekend. Not super surprised about that, but it, it, you know, it just shows you that it doesn't matter right now. This season is just, it's useless, right? There's no, there's no home field advantage this season. Maybe in the dome, because I could actually hear the crowd, but it was just a kind of still a sad thing. Like Buffalo had a decent amount there. Buffalo had fans in the stands. So, um, which is weird because they're in New York. So it's actually weird that they were actually allowed to have fans. Yeah. I think they had the most fans that I saw was at Buffalo. Um, most places that the games were played, uh, you know, have strict COVID uh, regulations going on. So it, it kind of kept attendance down. Um, but I mean, you know, let's just, you know, that matter about that. Road teams seem to have won the weekend. Um, but, you know, let's just jump in and, and, and let's talk about it. All right. So the first game we had on Saturday, that was uh, Buffalo and. Indianapolis. Yeah. That was uh, Buffalo 27, Indy 24. Uh, Buffalo kind of got out to that early lead and just maintained it the whole game. Uh, Indy closed it a little bit toward the end and um, just into the day, man. It just uh, that Buffalo defense was just a little bit better than uh, than what Indy could manage. So yeah, it came down into a, a field goal difference. And when the Colts in the first uh, decided to go for it on fourth and goal or like fourth and close. And th- instead of kicking the field goal, you know, that would have sent it in overtime, but I still like the call, you know, you're in the playoffs, you got to go for it. And, and Indy really did that all day. Um, they definitely went for it and they played the kind of game that was like, okay, we're the wild card. We need to win. We need to take some chances. We know this Buffalo team is good. We know their defense is good. How can we beat them? Let's make some 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 big play calls. And they weren't afraid to do it. Rivers wasn't afraid to throw the ball down downfield. The running game was good. Indy's defense, you know, did a good enough job uh, containing uh, containing the ground game for Buffalo is actually a big a big thing, and they kind of were able to do that. Um, if you look at Buffalo's rushing totals, they had under a hundred yards total rushing. Their two running backs had twenty one yards apiece with Moss and Singletary. And they held Josh Allen to 54 yards. So the Colts defense made them made the Bills stay vertical and, and stick with the passing game. And with 324 yards and two touchdowns, you know, that's a that's a pretty average Josh Allen stat line. And he had that rushing score in 54 yards. Yeah, but, but the, the catch on it is that Josh Allen wasn't forced into the mistakes, right? No, not at all. Um 
he's definitely improved on that. His accuracy has gone. His accuracy has gone up um, every year. You know, every season he's been in the league, um, he didn't make those mental mistakes that you've seen from him in, in seasons past. On on you know just his first year in the league, which is why they didn't win that game. You know, it comes down to mental mistakes, and he's just not making those anymore. Yeah, um, and there were no turnovers in this game at all, which yeah. is you know really good for both teams. There, there's definitely a, a an argument out there about. Josh Allen's ability. Um, there'll be some that say he's, you know, he's not there. He's not going to make it, you know, whatever, whatever. But what I see on the field is, is someone who can lead his team, right? He's not making the mental mistakes and he's good at what he does. You know, if the pocket collapses around him, he can still bust out and get the yards on the ground if necessary. So, um, he's ideally what I'd like to see Taysom Hill develop into. Well, you know, T- I don't think Taysom will ever have that accuracy, and that, that's the difference between the two. But I mean, we're talking about Taysom Hill, and we should be talking about Buffalo and Indy. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Uh, but Josh what? Allen, Josh Allen is just that kind of. He's the he's what a lot of people have talked about Trevor Lawrence being. You know, like where he come in and have that physical presence, the guy that can run, the guy that can you know heave it down. He's got arm strength. He's got everything you need, and. I think Josh Allen is going to be a fixture in the NFL for a long time. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to keep Buffalo ahead in that division. Well, I mean, that division's ripe for the taking. And, you know, with what Buffalo has done over the past few seasons, they've built a team, right? So they're going to lead that division for the next few seasons. Now, Belichick may come back with some, you know, Belichick magic and win win a couple from him here and there. But I, I think you'll see the Bills at the top of that division for the next few seasons to come. And they'll be a force to reckon with in the NFL for quite a while. Because once you find that quarterback, it's easier to build your team around that quarterback and you can keep your squad there. Yeah. And so, their defense is so strong, too. It's one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. But I um, mean, I, I like the Bears. Um, I mean, uh, Bills. I, I hope that they um, they can beat Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd actually like to see them take it all the way to the Super Bowl and continue losing as long as it's to the Saints. So that's going to be another good game because Baltimore's firing all cylinders. Um, I want to take a minute, though, and I want to talk about the Colts and Phillip Rivers. And I think this Colts team, they had kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a roller coaster year, not perfect, but really good. And then they kind of lost a couple of close games, but this is Phillip Rivers' last season. You know, he probably played his last snap okay. on Saturday. Yeah, I think he retires. I don't know. I, I, think I would he like retires. to see him come back another year with, with Indy. Um, I, I mean, they could do it. I don't know. But you, I mean, you, you if, call it roller coaster year, but they finished 11 and five. Yeah, I they, mean, did. That's, they did. That's not roller coaster. That's that's what that's a, a lot of teams strive to yeah. do. Um, you know, they finished 11 and five. The only reason they didn't win their division was because they didn't win the head to head matchup against Tennessee. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a tough division where they're at, you know, like Houston, Houston and Jacksonville. Yeah, they're they weren't really contenders this year, uh, like people thought Houston was going to be. But um, that had more to do with what was going on with the coaching in front office. But you know, I, I don't think I, I don't I think Philip Rivers retires this year. I, I think he was on his one year prove it deal. And I think he proved it. You know, but does he just sign another extension for a year? A year or two. Um, I mean, that's what he's going to be on, regardless of whatever team it is. It's going to be a year-to-year basis now. Um, it's not going to be that prove-it contract anymore. He's going to get a little more money to do it. Um, but, I mean, under Frank Reich over in uh, in Indianapolis, he's just 
I mean, he's striving. He's doing better than he did. And he, what he you looks saw like out the Philip Rivers Diego. from five years ago in yeah, San Diego. I, I mean, he looks good. He's doing the right thing. So I, I think I think he comes back another year. I, I don't think he retires. I don't think he rides off in the sunset just yet. Okay. I, I just say this was a good game for him to to go out on, to be honest. I mean, 300 yards, two touchdowns, you know, Indy's ground games, getting it done. Um, when you look at the running backs, 163 yards total. You know, they have they have a really strong uh, offensive line, too, that can get those guys some openings. And Jonathan Taylor was peaking at the right time. You know, Naheem Hines is that, is that backfield guy that was going to come out of the backfield, give you some yardage and some returns. Um, you know, and they have a they have a really, you know, good defense. It's not the best in the NFL, but it's damn good. And it's, you know, hold Buffalo to 27 when they've been scoring 34, 35. 50 points last week. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean, it's it's not a uh, it's not an easy task to contain that offense. So the Colts are in a good spot. And, you know, their big competition next year, it's going to be the Titans. But depending on where Houston settles with their head coach, if they can get another uh, good receiver there for Deshaun Watson, if they can bring if, in, if they, if they can Deshaun get a Watson. running back that, if they can keep Deshaun Watson, yeah, I mean, we'll he's, see. he's requesting trades and at least that's what they're talking about. So, I mean, it's just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. But you know, the talk, it's, it's just like most of it's agent talk because they know, Oh, if we can get people believe in this, they'll offer him more money. And it just, it is what it is. But I mean, back, to, back to this game. I mean, Buffalo to me, what I saw was, they did what they did. You know, they won the game. I'm not going to say they dominated, but they did good enough to win the game. Their defense no, this was actually on. a really close game. I, I enjoyed watching this game. I, I would have been okay with either one of these teams winning. Um, I did have Buffalo pick. So, I mean, you know, one for me. I think we both ended up picking Buffalo on this one. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's Indy Buffalo. It was a uh, – to me, it was probably the most interesting game of the week as far as, like, how close it was the whole time. And – Either team could have won, and I believe that the whole time. Um, so we're going to move on to the second game on Saturday, uh, which was the Rams Seahawks. <sighs> I hated this game. I you hated, hated this game because I hated Seattle this game lost because um, Seattle lost. Yes, but it was just boring as hell, and it was just the Rams defense taking apart Seattle's offensive line getting in Russell Wilson's face, creating the pressure. Their defense is so damn good, and their offense is not, you know, they're good enough, but their defense is what's going to carry this team. It's what carried them into the playoffs, and it's probably what's going to carry them one more one more level in. I, I just... You know, honestly, I've, I've been looking at Seattle the whole season, and the outcome of this game doesn't surprise me. Um, they they started out strong, you know. Russell Wilson was up top, you know. There was talk of him for the MVP up until like week six, yeah. And then it just kind of it dwindled, and for good reason. Um, they just weren't able to produce what they were doing. It, it wasn't what what they were able to do wasn't sustainable, you know. They they were going after, um, you know, when they had to start playing real teams is when they started losing games. And, you know, lucky for them, they were able to pull out the NFC East as, you know, their rival this this year. So they were able to ride that, you know, get those wins. And same thing with, with 
with the Rams, but the Rams are proven to you that they can do it with their defense. Yeah. And I mean, you know? Aaron Donald, just that dude is one scary player. He's maybe the best defense player in the NFL. I, I, I'm fully willing to admit that. And I mean, you look at the stats of the game, right? Time of possession was in the Rams' favor. They had 33 minutes, 33 and a half minutes versus Seattle's 26 minutes. And they had only one, you know, the the, uh, the Seahawks had only one turnover. I mean, the Rams had a turnover. No, sorry. The only turnover was Russell Wilson's interception. And it was at a key moment. So, you know, the Rams kind of, I mean, if you look at, they got ahead in the second and just didn't really, they didn't let off the gas much. I mean, Seattle had a chance to come back in, at the end of the game, but it just, it never materialized. And they need some help on the offensive line for Seattle next year. And that needs to be their A1 priority. And I I think their, the Rams offense was able to get back rolling uh, with Jared Goff coming back in. But I mean, you look at these numbers. I mean, 142 passing for the Seahawks, 169 passing for the Rams. Uh, the Rams did all their damage on the ground with Cam Akers with 131 rushing yards on 28 carries. You know, they had 164 rush yards to the Seahawks, 136. Uh, both Chris Carson and Russell Wilson broke 50 yards for them. Um, but I mean, those numbers are just, they're low. I mean, you're talking about barely over 320 yards for both teams. And, you know, it just shows you it was a defensive struggle. And, uh, it's just not much else to say about it. You know, it was a smash mouth game. If you enjoyed defenses picking on offensive lines, this was a good game for you. But uh, otherwise, it was just not. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of was expecting this outcome. I wanted the Seahawks to win, but I just had a feeling that Rams defense was going to be was going to be the, the the game changer. I, I didn't get to watch this one. Um, I, I was in between driving and, and work and everything. So I, I didn't really get to see this one, but um, yeah, I mean, the few highlights I've saw, I mean, there was that interception and then and that was pretty much it for the highlights. So can kind of tell you that it was a pretty boring game. <laughs> and then for the uh, Sunday night game, I mean, Saturday night game, yeah, we have the uh, Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. But what I told you, I was confident in Washington's defense. And they did a great job. And then the yeah. fourth quarter happened. Well, their defense almost did enough. You know, they, they kept it close enough in, in the first three quarters. Um, they almost did enough to get to help them get that win. Like, like we said before um, on the last one, they needed to have the last possession of the game with that chance to win by a field goal. And it, it just didn't happen that way. But I mean, that's. That's not on any kind of negative play by the football team. Uh, they came out, they played, they played good, and they fought hard. They just didn't, just didn't pull it out in the end. Yeah, and I mean, look, you you hold the Tampa Bay, you you hold them to four, you make them kick four field goals in this game, right? Now Ryan stuck up, he he hit them all four for four. So and he did miss an extra point. Okay, and I wasn't sure about that. Um, so you had that happen, and when you can hold the 
that team to 31, that's a testament to your defense. And look, I gotta say, uh, Heineke impressed me in this game. Right? He had that interception, and that was a crucial moment when he threw that pick. But it, he came out and he played. He played with a chip on his shoulder. He played like a pro. He came out there and he led that team. And I think that if Alex Smith doesn't come back next year, I think Heineke could be their guy with a good offseason, you know, a little uh, a little more uh, coaching up and a little and, you know, he's he's got time with the first team in a big game now and he kept him in there. So, you know, hats off to Heineke. He did really good. Yeah, like like I said, I mean, it was it was a good game. Um, yeah, Tampa won, but when everything's said and done, it was still a good game to watch. So, I mean, I'm not upset with the outcome um, other than the fact that they get to play the Saints. So well, that, I mean, that's the one thing that upsets well, me We'll about talk it. about that a little bit later, but the this Tampa team, if you can get to Brady, you can win. And right now, the two best defenses left in this playoff all the playoff on the Rams and the Saints. So one of those two, if not both, I think could get to someone like Brady the way it is now. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But you know, hats off to the Bucks. They did they did what they needed to do, man, and they won this game. And you know, it was uh it was as much on the foot as it was the arm of Tom Brady. So I mean, you you just you can't uh, you can't argue with uh, 365 passing yards and two scores. You know when your team's doing well on the ground too. No, like I said, I mean, as I don't want to give Tom any credit, but I mean, it was a good game for don't. them. You know, <laughs> um, I'm not you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. So I mean, it's just you know, I mean. Like I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, it's just, you know, we could talk about it. We can. Uh... I, I was just really impressed with the with the football team, the effort they put forth, uh, and, and then you know, making it. You could tell that they were probably the team that should have made it out out of there. So, hats off to them, and you know, see you uh, a couple of days, Tampa. Moving to the Ravens and Titans. Okay, so that was that was the first game on Sunday. Um, Baltimore beat Tennessee twenty to thirteen. Um, yeah, I mean we talked about it. So I think I think what we said last week was they had to shut down Derrick Henry to win, or they had to shut down Lamar Jackson to win. And Baltimore shut down Derrick Henry, and they were able to pull it off. I mean, he only got like what fifty yards, forty forty yards for the on game on eighteen carry. Yeah, so I mean, it was forty yards by Derrick Henry. It's just not gonna. It's just not enough, you know. Um, as much as I, I think Ryan Tannehill is good for that team, they need a better quarterback because you have to be able to have some kind of passing game to go along with that rush. Yeah, and Tannehill's just not that guy. I don't know if it's. I don't know what the issue is specifically there. I mean, you look at it all all year, you know, you've seen him put up some, I mean, he's definitely, you know, above the midline of NFL quarterbacks this year, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, he needed to get it done with his arm and they couldn't do it. And that, you know, 
credit to the Ravens secondary. I think the Ravens did everything right defensively to win this game, and their offense did the right things against a really good Tennessee defense. And I think that this score, the 20 to 13, yeah, it's low. Um, it's not the lowest point total of the week. Um, but I think it just shows you that this was two really good defenses uh, playing against two you know, decent offenses and some really good players. And when you take those key pieces away, you know, if Derrick Henry would have gotten, uh, you know, 80 yards, then I could have seen Tennessee winning. But with 40 yards, you're just not, it's not going to happen. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he gets 136 yards on the ground. So Tennessee couldn't get to him fast enough. And I mean, he had 30 more passing yards than he had rush yards at 165. So you got him, you got Dobbins, you got Gus Edwards, and uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, Mark Ingram didn't dress out for this game. They're probably going to move on from Mark next year. As sad as I see that being, because, you know, being a Saints fan, love Mark Ingram. Yeah, but I mean, he's been pretty quiet in that offense, like, all season. Like, he never really played. And then... Uh, With Lamar Jackson, it's kind of hard to have, because he's a, he's a bell cow back. He's that guy you give the ball to. You know, he's a three down back. Yeah, he, Mark Ingram gets better with the more carries. Yes. So that, that's, yes, that's he's the a trick pounder. with him. So, and he, he's not getting those. So, I mean, it's just, that's just, you know, I mean, yeah, sorry for him because, I mean, he's a former Saint, but I mean, he could have stayed here. Yeah. Well, Bal- here's, here's some things too, because right now you've got Baltimore and they had a sack. Four tackles for loss, four passes defended, and five QB hits on Tannehill. And I think that those numbers right there kind of let you know what happened. Right? And on the other side of it, Tennessee's defense, they got to Lamar Jackson seven times. They defended three passes, and they had six tackles for a loss. Yeah, but the thing about it, getting getting to Lamar Jackson's... five sacks. Jesus. Getting to Lamar Jackson's not that difficult. And what I mean by that is he's running at you a lot of times. Yeah. So, yeah, but they sacked him five times. And yeah, he but still won. But a sack can go down as him just losing a yard rushing. That's right? true. That's true. So if a quarterback's taken out behind the line, that goes down as a sack. So on one of these design runs, runs if they just stop him at the line, that counts as a sack. So I mean, you can't really judge how a game's turning out for them off of sacks on a running quarterback like that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. Um. You know, Baltimore won. I, I believe that they were the better team, even going into it, than Tennessee. But I, I did think Tennessee had that, you know, know how on how to beat them, and it just looked like Vrabel was stumped. You know, this game. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to put it. And like Tennessee is is still going to be a playoff team for the next few years, so they just need. I really think they need like maybe somebody else to to give Brown a good compliment on the other side of the ball and that, you know, a little better receiving core and Ryan Tannehill can with, with better, easily give you another 11 win season with the help, you know, with the Derrick Henry, maybe a little bit better offensive line and a little improved offensive line, whether it's adding guys, getting guys healthy, whatever it's going to take. And then adding another, you know, good receiver. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the middle game of the Sunday. Um, 
you know, we're going to talk about the Saints now because we normally save them to the end so we can talk more in depth. But these next two games, uh, I think we both have a lot to say about yeah. both of these games. So we'll go in order here. Um, we had the Saints 21, Chicago 9. Um, you know what? Screw that 9. Just just go at Chicago 3. Because that, yeah. that garbage time touchdown doesn't count towards anything. And you really have to give the Saints 24 or 28 with uh, the sneak. But, I, I mean, still, it's it was a... These are two of the three best defenses in the playoffs. The other one being the Rams, who I think are the best defense in the playoffs. I know you're going to look at me stupid, but you can't argue with it. And I think that the Bears were probably number two and the Saints were number three. I know that, you know, depending on how you look at stats and everything, it's just a different different thing. But I think the Saints defense now is we're firing all cylinders. They're doing what they need to do to get the three and outs. They won against a team that was going to take shots, which is what Trubisky did. And we defended the deep ball really well. So I feel like we got that deep ball monkey off our back so far this year. And I'm happy for that. Let's just see if we can keep it going into next week. But I, I was just overall impressed with with the with the win. I think we did against a really good team, a really good Bears defense. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, right? No. Um, but I think I think the offensive woes that people saw from the Saints came down to the fact that the Bears defense is what it is. It, it's a good defense. Um, you know, yes, they finished eight and eight. But a lot of that has to do with them not having the offense. You you can have all the defense in the world, but if you don't have something on the opposite side of the ball producing points, right? Yeah. So then you you're on the field more, you're doing that. So I mean, if you if you cause five turnovers, but your offense comes and goes three and out on the next on those five uh possessions, it does no good for you. Yeah, and that, that's basically what the Bears defense but let's, fought let's, against the whole let's season. Let's talk about the time because this is the biggest time differential of the whole wildcard weekend. New Orleans had the ball for 38 minutes and 58 seconds. Chicago had the ball for 21 minutes. So Chicago's defense was was 17 minutes more on the field than the Saints, and it showed at the end. Well, yeah, I mean, you could tell towards the end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, that they were just gassed. You know, yeah. and I mean, but I mean, look at their numbers, right? 72 tackles. They got a sack, five tackles for losses, four passes defended. And man, those, those defend. Oh my God. Those deflections. Every time, every time a deflection happened with the bears, I was, <gasps> and then they hit breeze Well, they hit between breeze and Taysom. They hit him six times. I think they hit Taysom uh, twice and breeze four times. And then on the other side, on the Saints side, we had 45 tackles. Uh, a sack, one tackle for loss, four passes defended, and three QB hits. So, you know, the 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 Bears got to Breeze a lot better than we got to Trubisky. But at the same time, Trubisky had that running element. They were throwing deep balls, and they were on the field for a lot less. So if you if you do the math on... Look back to Trubisky's release. It was, it was fairly quick. Um, also, the Saints were missing our best pass rusher. Um, you know, Trey Henderson wasn't out there. Um, I mean, we got to him. You know, we we, we got close. Um, 
you know, put the pressure on him, which is all you really need to do to someone like I was kind of expecting a defensive touchdown in this game. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, yeah, but I mean, we didn't force the turnovers, which is not, you know, we just came off a game where we had five and to get nothing off of this one was kind of, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for one game this weekend, this would be a very turnover shy weekend. Yeah. I mean, it it was clean. Yeah. You know, um, most games were clean. Uh, We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I like this matchup. I mean, we played them in the pre in the uh, regular season. They took us to overtime. We won there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But the Saints did what they needed to do. They beat the Bears, which is what they should do. They were the most favorite team going into the uh, into the weekend. They won by the most points, right? Mm-hmm. By the biggest point point total. So they covered their end of the spread. They did exactly what everyone thought they were going to do. Um, so, I mean, it was, I mean, the stat that's really jumping out to me too right now is looking at the rushing. We held them to 48 total rush yards. I mean, our our, our front, our front four. But that's it. You go back to it. We had one game this season where we just got ran on. Right. And, and we lost that game. Yeah. But I mean, the saints have historically been in the past three to four seasons, one of the best Russian defenses in the league. And, you know, so we did it again. You know, we, we held a Russian team, you know, that, that's all they kept saying was, and look, you, you give Dennis Allen a lot of uh, flack and I know we both do. I do. It's, it's just, it's the slow starts that get me. Yeah. And you, and that's, that's a valid criticism, but I mean, look what his defenses do in the second half of the, the game in the second half of the year, you know, they really come together and, I think it would be hard. You would be hard pressed to find a better defensive coordinator right now. Yeah, I mean, look, if he if he gets picked up by someone else, I, I don't think he's been tapped as a as a head coach candidate. So, I mean, the Feelers have probably been put um, out there, but I, I haven't seen any you know, significant movement uh, on that. But I mean, he did the head coach thing. Um, wasn't successful, of course. That was in Oakland back in the day. So, I mean, you know, he may give it another shot, but I, I think we still get Dennis Allen for a few more years. Um, you know, but let, let's talk about the, the real thing in this game. You know, this was broadcast on Nickelodeon. Um, first ever game to be <laughs> I broadcast on Nickelodeon. I should have watched this on Nickelodeon, and I'm, um, I'm kicking myself for not I doing did. it. I watched it on Nickelodeon. Because um, if a game is broadcast on Nickelodeon, you watch the game on Nickelodeon, right? So um, tell the people what you saw. I mean, look, I, I like I like the approach they took, right? They took it as, hey, we're on Nickelodeon, so let's make this kid friendly. Let's, um, you know, gear the game to where maybe not everybody who's who's partaking in this game today understands all the rules. So there was a lot of rule breakdown. Um, they explained a lot of what was going on in the game that you wouldn't normally get from a regular broadcast. So I like the idea. Um, I would like to see the NFL do a little bit more of that in the future. Um, I mean, it was really funny to, you know, when when somebody scored a touchdown, you know, they had the slime zone. <laughs> And they had little slime cannons shooting up into yeah, they, they were the actually, end zone. They actually showed that on on the so the CBS um, maybe so, the broadcast. I mean, it was just it was hilarious. I'm just like, yeah, this is good. You know, it, it was it was fun. Tony Romo liked the slime. <laughs> you know, it was fun. And then kudos to Sean Payton. He said before the game, like, hey, we are broadcast on Nickelodeon, and if we win, I will I will take being slime. And he, he did and it. He did it. So I mean, he's a he's a man of his we'll word. Put, we'll put that in the show notes. Just fun. 
So, I mean, it, you know, it's just, it was interesting. It was, it was, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I think it'd be pretty cool. And like, you know, maybe this is like a trend of the NFL reaching out to like other networks that normally don't. And they'll have like maybe one game a week. That'll be on a different thing. But it's like, oh, maybe we'll get to the point where it's like broadcast on Crunchyroll. And you have like all the anime effects as they run down the field. Yeah. <laughs> or even like Nickelodeon would just be hilarious. Like they form a slime trail, you know, as they when they do the, uh, you know how they used to have like, you know how they have the, um, the lines when they follow the player with the circle, like Madden, as like it would just be like a slime trail, you know, just fun stuff like that. I, it, I think it, was, it would bring the it would bring the NFL to you know kids who might not always be watching it with their with their parents. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again there, just just cause you know it was fun. All right, now um, let, let's you know what else can you say? The Saints beat Chicago, which is what they were supposed to do. Yeah. So I love I love controlling time possession. I think that's going to serve us very well this week against the Bucks. If we can if we can hold that ball for thirty eight minutes, even thirty five, we're going to win. Um, but all right, look. So I love the Saints, but I really want to talk about. I really want to get into this into this last game. Um, to me, it was the game of the week, um, just because it was so fun to watch Pittsburgh fans get so heartbroken. Um, Cleveland beat Pittsburgh 48 to 37. Um, not just beat like that, that score, that score is closer than the actual game was. Um, you know, Cleveland in the first quarter was up 28 to nothing. Yeah. In the first three drives Pittsburgh had two of them were turnovers that led to points. Or no, all three. Excuse yeah, all me. three let the points. All three let the points. Because <laughs> all three let the touchdowns. This um, is this is the game that I actually want to go play by play in the first quarter. You know, I mean, when when the game starts, um, when the game started, right? So I, I went to went to the kitchen to grab myself some water to sit down and watch the game. And by the time I made my cup and I sat back down, Cleveland was up seven nine. <laughs> okay, so going back through the. The first couple of quarters of the game, right? Just the first, the first five or six drives was insane. And we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, right? This is a guy who's won two Super Bowls. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the last, I don't know, fifteen years. And you start with the botched snap by Marquise Pouncey. Guy's been money. Goes over the head. Fumble recovery for a touchdown. Okay, cool. You come back. Then Ben tosses his first interception on the next drive. All right. Okay. Well, that gives Cleveland the ball. Three plays. Boom, boom, boom. 46-yard touchdown Cleveland. They're up. They're up. Yep. And then Cleveland gets the ball back. Uh, you get four plays out of it. Punt. And Cleveland drives six plays, 65 yards in three minutes. And you have a touchdown. We are now... Under under 10 minutes, Cleveland scored 21 points. And the game just kind of continued after that. You know, the, the momentum was just so great for Cleveland there in the beginning. Yeah, there was a moment in the third quarter where it kind of shifted. You could see, okay, they had a chance because going into the third quarter, it was... Th- uh, you know, at halftime, it was uh, 35 to 10. 
which is. But I mean, it, it goes to the, it goes to the old thing, you know. Um, this is the, the If you win the turnover battle, you normally win the game, right? Oh, absolutely. So when, if you, as a defense, give your team five turnovers, yeah, there's no reason you should lose that game. None, right? It doesn't matter if you're playing the best team in the league. If you spot someone twenty eight points, you should win the game. Absolutely, and you had five turnovers, right? You had the fumble, and then. Four interceptions to Roethlisberger. And I mean, you're talking about, he's got probably the most stacked receiving core in the NFL next to Tom Brady. And I'll argue Pittsburgh's receiving core is better than uh, Tampa's. So. It's a bold move, Cotton. Well, I mean, okay. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got Chase Claypool. You've got uh, Deontay Johnson and James Washington. Yeah, but I'm going to say a lot of these receivers were unknown before they came into this season. So, I mean, even to talk about it, like Chase Claypool had that one amazing well, he, game. He was a he was a rookie. You know, but I mean, it, I mean, Pittsburgh's a good team. There's no doubt. But they are definitely a product of their schedule, like I've said before. Mm-hmm. They won the games they had to. And, you know, they lost a few they shouldn't have. And, and that's the key. But when you throw for 500 yards... Roethlisberger threw for 500 yards, 501. Four yeah. touchdowns, four, yeah, but four, four interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, that's, they, that's the key, the four interceptions. And look look at the rushing. Like Another thing, Cleveland's rushing game was on point. Those guys were breaking big runs left and right. They were getting stuffed a little bit, but when they needed it, man, they, they got those first downs they got. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, I mean, they're both really both good running backs. You know, and Cle- Cleveland has a stacked team. You know, you forget that Cleveland still has Odell. And this Odell. is no other Beckham. I'll say they have Beckham sitting on the bench, you know. I mean, Odell. So, I mean, they're doing this without him. I mean, they have great tight ends. They have great receivers. They have great running backs, you know. They have their a good, defense, really good defense. Their defense is good. I mean, it's not it's not top in the league, but it's good enough to do what it has to do. I mean, it, and made, they were it down. made the Steelers look pretty bad. And, and I mean, and the reality of it is they got four interceptions off of Ben and they were down their two, top two cornerbacks this week, too, yeah. along with not having a coach. They had seven passes defended and four QB hits. So that you know, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns can be scary. Um, I think this Browns team has a chance to beat Kansas City this week. I, I mean, I, I can't say that I, I couldn't see it happening. I think they match up well. I'm going to call it. Um, I'm going to call it. And it's going to be Browns, Bills in the, the, the catch, AFC title game. The catch with, catch with Kansas City is you have to be able to defend Tyreek Hill. And if you can defend Tyreek Hill and, and, and uh, Travis Kelsey, then is, and, it, and, is it Kelsey? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Pat Travis Mah- Kelsey, Pat then Mahomes you have your chance. is going to be a little bit of different play than Roethlisberger, right? Roethlisberger is still at his heart of hearts. He's still a pocket quarterback. You know, yeah, he can move around. Yeah, he can take some hits because he's a freaking huge guy. Yeah, but, but, but where but where Mahomes differs from that is he he's not a pure running quarterback either. I mean, you no, watch he's him. More, he's more of a he'll, passer. He'll scramble in out of the pocket, but he'll toss it before he'll run it. Like him. Okay, so Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are very similar. Russell Wilson is a little higher on the running side than the passing side. And Patrick Mahomes is like the inverse of that. He's, a, he's higher on the passing side than the running side. But they're both like very similar as far as like skill and what they can do. And, you know, Mahomes is he, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks, if not the top quarterback in the league for, a, for you know, a decade. Barring so, injury. Yeah. Well, shush. 
I mean, I'm just saying. Don't I mean, you dare! Don't you dare! His mobility is is a. Uh, it's saving him. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a liability. Well, he's not know? Cam Newton. You know, he's not. He's not. He's not taking the punishment Cam has, or did in his first couple of seasons. So, you know, he's he, he's elusive enough, and he's a better passer than Cam was at this stage of his career. So he's getting that ball out. He's able to do the things that a good that an NFL quarterback needs to do. And he's got the receiving weapons and the running back weapons and the offensive line. It's it's you know Kansas City's a Super Bowl team. Look, easily I'll, can make it back this year. I'll take a controversial hot take on this one. Okay, um, hit me. I'll say Pat Mahomes is is more lucky as as a passer. Hmm. Explain. All right, you watch a lot of his passes, right? And he just throws the ball up, like he knows where Travis Kelsey is going to be. And he knows where Tyree Hill is going to be. And he just throws the ball to that area and just hopes that they bring it down. I don't know. I see a lot of rifles from him, man. A lot of nice little zippy, uh, uh, um, zippy passes. They get in there. He can make he can make those tight window throws. He's they not say that, that guy changed who my can't mind. do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm just going by what I see. And, and it could be wrong. You know, I'm not a professional analyst by any stretch of the imagination. But th- that's what I see. I see a lot of that. Like he just tosses the ball up to where his guy should be. Well, I and think I think Cleveland's going to give him a run for the money. I, I think the skill of of Patrick Mahomes' receivers, you know, in Travis Kelsey, in Tyree Hill, Sammy Watkins, you know, uh, Hardman, they're they're just good enough to keep him looking great. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll come right back. Uh, we're going to get into the divisional round, our predictions for that, and then uh, some cleanup on the other stuff. Are you finished, Mr. Slade? No, I'm just getting warmed up. All right, folks, and we are back. Uh, we're going to take a quick look at the divisional round. All right. So we'll start with the Rams Packers. Uh, this is going to be in 30 degree Lambeau Field weather. So. You know, the ultimate tactical advantage in football is Lambeau Field. I mean, truthfully, what I would like to see happen out of this game, I would like to see the Rams defense just frustrate Aaron Rodgers enough. and They can do it. And win the game. Um, while that's what I want to happen, um, I personally see Green Bay winning this game. I, I think Green Bay will win it, but I think it'll be really close. Like I think it'll be a 21-24 type affair depending on the weather i mean it looks like it'll just be overcast not necessarily um but i mean that could you know like we're a few days out so yeah. that's saturday, for, for, that's for, the saturday Ram, for the rams to win this game their defense has to score points yes um they just don't have the offense to do it uh their running game is, is no their running game is good enough cam makers their running is, game is, is okay good their running game is good enough but they really don't have a quarterback right now even with jared Goff playing he's not playing at 100 percent. no he's playing he, with a broken finger. he's playing like 60 percent with a broken thumb so i mean it's and against the, the packers defense which which isn't great but it's good enough to beat jared Goff at 60 percent. yeah absolutely and I think, you know, Packers being at home, we'll see what happens. The Rams are probably the, they were probably the best matchup as far as a team that can knock them out before we have to face them uh, before the, you know, before the title game. But we'll see. I mean, they're still the best defense left in the, in the playoffs, the Rams are. So, I mean, that's, 
that's the Packers' Achilles' heel. Is can you get to can you get to Rodgers? And I think they can. But like I said, I think this is going to be a 21-24 uh, type game, or you know, a uh, a 28-27. It could be very close. I agree with that. All right, moving on. Next, we're going to look at the Ravens and the Bills. Um, also on Saturday, also in the frigid north. Um, I think Baltimore is going to give the Bills a lot harder time than the Colts did. And this is going to be more of a a shootout. But I don't want to say that because I don't think that's right. I think it's just going to be another 20s. You know, this is going to be a 24-27, a 21-25 type game. You know, it'll be something that... I don't know. I, I see. I see Josh Allen um, throwing all over him. You think? Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think Baltimore has a good enough defense to stop Josh Allen. You know, I said it here. I, I'll say it. Josh Allen's I mean, a lot you, you better got, than he's giving you got, credit you got for. Two, you got two quarterbacks who um, basically do the same thing. He has. He, but but no. But I mean, Josh Allen gets you where he throws uh, better. Lamar than, doesn't. Yeah. You know. I mean, Josh Allen. Is more accurate on the throw. He has better receivers with um, Stephon Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley out there, you know. Um, and I mean, Cole Beasley is like the underdog of their receivers, right? Yeah. But I mean, I I, I just think that Baltimore Baltimore is not gonna live up to it um, because it all comes on to the feet of Lamar Jackson. When it comes to a quarterback, it should be the arm, and I think. Josh Allen beats him out in the arm position. And I think that's where they're going to win. I mean, I think, I, I, I think Buffalo wins hands down. Okay. What are you saying? Like a touchdown, 10 points? Um, I'll go touchdown. Okay. Cause, uh, right now Buffalo's only at minus two and the over under is 50. Yeah. But they love, but you see, that's the thing. They love Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. And they want him to be that next guy. You know, they want it to be Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. They want it to be that. And I just don't think Lamar fits in that bill with those other two guys. Um, yeah, I mean, he's done a lot. Of, he's, he's done a lot of growing. I mean, I'll give Lamar Jackson credit. He's he's still one hell of a quarterback. I would take him over. A lot in the league, but. I think you're right. He's still he's still a far better runner than passer, which is you know for a quarterback, you don't want that to be the case. You know you'd like to be able to lean on your running backs a little bit more and not have to your quarterback take so many chances. But you know just everything opens up for him, so he just he he's very good at finding those openings and taking care taking advantage of the opportunities. I don't think he's going to get many with the Bills defense. He's going to have to beat him with his arm. Yeah, and I, don't I, think I just can. I don't see I don't see the Bills letting Lamar Jackson run for 160 yards. I just I don't see it happening. He's gonna have to throw for 300, 320 yards, 340 yards. I don't think he can do it. I don't I don't I, don't, I mean I don't know if you can go back and find a game where he did 400 yards. You know, um, well 400 is always uh, tough. 350. Okay, well, let's go there. He may have had one or two this season, and and that's just not. Like I said, his style of play isn't sustainable in the playoffs. At least from what I've seen, I could be once again completely wrong, but that's my take on it. I, I don't think Lamar Jackson's uh, sustainable in the playoffs. 
All right, so I'm looking at his, his stats right now. You're right. He doesn't have a game over 300. In fact, he has more games under 200 than over. So he only has 20, 2757 passing yards, does Lamar Jackson in the regular season. And if you look at it, uh, he got 179, you know, which seems to be about par for the course for him. So right around, you know, floating around 200 yards. I mean, like I said, it works, right? I mean, they won 11 games. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it works. So I'm not, you know, I'm not but is it trying gonna, to say it, but I don't think it's sustainable in the playoffs because yeah, that, you're playing the, the best of the best at this point. You know, at, at some point in your 11 wins, you played some pretty piss poor teams, right? Now, so you I were think, able to take advantage of I think of if them. they would have drawn the Chiefs defense over the Bills defense or the Browns, if they'd have drawn the Browns, I think it would have been a lot harder for, uh, well, it, they can only draw the Chiefs, but you know what I mean. Like, I think any of the other defenses besides Buffalo. You know, Lamar would have a really good chance against, but I think Buffalo's defense itself is, you know, it's a top, uh, it's a top ten unit. Yeah, they're top five. I, I haven't looked. I mean, they're giving they're giving Baltimore points because of Lamar Jackson. Yes, and, and I don't think he's going to be a factor in this game. Yeah, because I mean, here's the thing: Josh Allen can still run on you, and they have their running backs. You know, Moss and Singletary, they're good enough to get you through the game. If Josh Allen gets limited to, you know, like uh, 280 yards and a touchdown, you can still do stuff on the ground and your defense is good enough to bottle up Lamar Jackson, which is going to be the thing. Like Lamar Jackson has to win with his arm this week. That's Baltimore's key. Buffalo, they're just going to keep doing what they do. They're a balanced offense. I think it's just going to be can the Ravens muster enough in the secondary to take away Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. And, you know, it, it's just it's going to be rough for the Ravens because they're going to have a, a broader range of things to have to defend against. And, you know, the Bills aren't going to have it easy because you're going to have. No, but I, I, three it's, guys, it's not going to be easy, but I still see them winning by seven. Yeah. OK, I, I'll give you that. I think the Bills win by four. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, next, we're going to do Chiefs Browns. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun game on Sunday. This is a the three o'clock game I, central. I think this can be a fun game, and what Too I mean central. by that is it depends on which Browns team shows up, right? Because that's that's the key. Browns have been. I mean, they finished what eleven and five. Um, you know, so they're they're you know no problem. They're good, right? They win the games. You know, they're where they're supposed to be. They should be in the playoffs, and they're there. Um, I, I think at the end of it all, um, they still have this moments of inconsistency, right? So I think it depends on if Baker Mayfield shows up and plays the game he can play that we've seen before and not the game that, you know, everyone thinks Baker is going to play. Okay. I'll give you that. I mean, I think this, like, he's not the only factor, but I think this game relies on how Baker Mayfield plays. Yeah, I think that this is going to come down to who's going to be able to get the better running game going. I'm looking at these two teams. I'm looking at, I'm thinking about how they play it all year. You know, can, which team can get you that 130 yards on the ground, 140 yards on the ground. Who's going to have that 100-yard rusher? I think that's the team that's going to win here. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. 
you know, the Browns defense is going to do maybe not exactly what they did to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think there's going to be as many mistakes on the Chiefs side as there were uh, in Pittsburgh uh, last week, but you can't discount the Chiefs defense at all because they're good enough. They're all over the ball. You know, that's how they play. They just, they swarm to the ball wherever it goes. And that's Bagnola's defenses, right? They, they're they just, uh, they have the nose for the football and they have the guys with the speed to pull off his defensive schemes, which is what we didn't have when he was with us in the Saints. So. Look, I, I think. I, I, this is going to be a fun game. To I, watch. I want, once again, here we go. I want Cleveland to win. I just don't see it happening. I, I see. As hard as it is for me to go with this, I see Kansas City winning by by three. I'm going to say the Browns win by a field goal. I think the, I'm going to take the other way around. I mean, the over-under on this is 56. Which means they're going to... And Kansas City Which means one of them is going to win by 30 points because we just both agreed that it's going to be a three-point game just the opposite directions. So it's going to be double digits, like me 13 <laughs> points or something. Um, I, I'm pulling for the Browns. I want the Browns to win this one, so I'm cheering for the Browns. Um, a Browns-Bills AFC title game would just be... It's We haven't seen either one of these guys there in forever. So... And I have I have a lot of friends in, in in Buffalo, and they have been waiting just like we were for for so long to have like a a team that could get to and win a Super Bowl. And I'd like to see it, man. I'd I'd love to see that that Super Bowl, Bills and Saints. Well, I mean, you want to talk about playoff monkey on your back? I mean, they the Bills went to four straight playoffs, four straight Super Bowls, lost and all lost four. them all four. So I mean, you know. They they have that monkey on their back that they're trying to get rid of. It's almost like the curse, the Boston curse. With their- but I mean, it, you know, at this point, it's like if this team gets there, it's not like this is going to be the end of the Bills if they don't win the Super Bowl. They're going to be they're in this. They are in. They have that division. No, it's going to be just like be it was with Jim them, Kelly and Don. It's going to be between <laughs> them and Miami. All year next year. You know, just like just like with Jim Kelly and Don Beebe when they was went four straight years in a row. You know, but I mean, they're going to, you know, if they keep losing, that's, uh, that could be bad. Yeah. But I mean, right now you, you've got the right, uh, Sean McDermott is just a, they're in the right direction. Yeah. He, he's a fantastic coach. And, you know, if it wasn't for, uh, Kevin Stefanski, I think he would be coach of the year. All right. So that's Browns chiefs. Uh, so you got, uh, you got chiefs by three. I got Browns by three. Okay. Bucks saints third time this year. Uh, can we pull the hat trick off, Captain? Yeah, I, I didn't really want to go first on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I, I will. Hey, Tootsie, can you pull? Can, uh, we, can Saints pull the hat trick? Yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll go. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I hate you for this. I know. I, I mean, look, the reality of it is that. As a Saints fan, I want them to win every game. Um, you know, we beat the Bucks straight up for two games. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be our play that's going to take us out. And I'm going to go a little conspiracy on you. I, I think it's the NFL that's going to take us out. So you're going with the refs again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I don't see that happening. I think, I think we're going to play good enough to be in it but not good enough to where 
the refs can't screw us out of it. I just I haven't seen Tampa's defense improve enough. They've gotten a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year. But I just I don't see we're healthy. Thomas is back. You know, look, this will be the first time the Saints actually put a full team on the field. Yeah. Everybody's going to be back. So, I mean, we we haven't had Thomas and Camaro on the field a whole lot. And then when we did get him, we didn't have him with Breeze. Um, You know, they weren't clicking. I think they've only been all three of them together, like three games total this year. You know, so, I mean, this is the first time we actually get to see them all there. We we're not very hurt going into this game. So we have that in our advantage. But I just see the refs doing it. I mean, we, we've seen it in playoff past, and you know how much the NFL loves themselves with Tom Brady. And I, I just I, I don't see the Saints being able to beat the Bucs and the refs to win the game. I I think the Saints are going to win. The, the line is three. The Saints are favored by three. Over under 52. I think we break the over, and I think the Saints win by a touchdown. Look, despite we, we, despite a, I guarantee, I believe you that there's going to be a highly questionable call or no call. I firmly believe that. Yeah, but it's the timing of that call, right? So if it's down in the last quarter, under three minutes, and we're relying on it, I mean, we've seen it with the Rams, right? We're relying to run the clock out, and we need this first down in order to run the clock down so we can win this by a field goal or even go up by a touchdown, not enough time for even Brady to do anything. Right. Um, if that call comes in at that moment in the game, then there's, there's no chance because they're going to, they could give all that momentum back. It's the same thing that happened with the Rams game, right? Saints, Saints were going to win that game hands down. You know, we're we're not celebrating at this point, but we kind of got this feeling like, Hey, this is it. Right. We're going to go back to the Super Bowl because we deserve it right now. We're the best team in the NFL, and we, we deserve to be there. And then a no call happens, and we just sat in stunned silence for like five minutes as we watched the game in. And you ended up throwing an interception in overtime. Yeah. But once again, that was also on a contested play. You know, that was hands to the face of the quarterback. It should have been roughing the passer and all these other things. So, I mean, there was a lot of things that weren't done in this game by the refs that got the Rams to win this game, you know, steal momentum and then not another no call. So if you, you know, and and the people that say, Hey, you shouldn't rely on the refs to win you the game or lose you the game. That's true. But right now in the playoffs, you're looking at the best of the best teams, right? These 14 teams that made it in here. Some of them were the best of the best, not, you know, like the football team made it in because they had to, but yeah, they were definitely the best in that division, though. Right. And they still played good enough to be competitive. Yes. Right? It wasn't a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. But when you, when you have the best of the best go on, there will be moments in the game where things turn, right? Saints might be up by 14, and the next thing you know, the game's tied because some shit went down and, and Brady threw two passes to Antonio Brown that went for touchdowns. Yeah. But right? let me let me those are momentum swings and those happen in these games when you're playing with the best players in the in the NFL. Absolutely. So like like I'm saying, I want the Saints to win. Don't take that as oh, I'm giving up on the Saints. I'm more instilling the fact that I believe the NFL is gonna be the cause of the Saints loss. Okay. I still think the Saints are going to win this. And I, I look at I look at last week, right? Football team 
on, you know, it was a close, I mean, you got a three minute difference in time, two minutes in time possession difference. And it's 31-23 against the Washington football team. You put the Saints defense in there and the Saints offense in there. And we're going to get time of possession advantage of, of 10 minutes. Then that's a whole different football game. Well, I mean, here, here's the catch, right? The running game is the key on both sides of the ball. I don't think Tampa's got the running game. So I, I don't think if they you have can it. stop the running game and make anybody one dimensional, even if it is Tom Brady with Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and uh, Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski, you know, you're still one dimensional. If you can't rush the ball from an average more than four or five yards a carry, then we know what you're probably going to well, do. Well, I mean, look, they got 142 yards. Um, Against Washington. Against Washington. But Washington has a good defense. Yeah, but the Saints so, rushing I mean, defense. Look, Leonard Fournette was 19 carries for 93 yards. Then you had Antonio Brown, Keyshawn Vaughn, both had 21, 22 yards. So, I mean, it, it, but, but, it's not like they had a bad rushing game. But, but that won't happen again this week. No. Is what no, I'm they're saying. Facing, they're you're facing at, a defense that is a level above Washington. You're looking at you're looking at Fournette maybe getting 50 yards total if he's the, if he's the bell cow for this week. Whoever their top back is this week, 40 to 50 yards on the ground, which is not enough for them to win the game. You know that way. Whereas you look on the opposite side and and we're rushing up against a very stout defensive line, you know. Mm-hmm. But we've already proven that we can run against this line in the previous two games. So with Kamara and and uh, hopefully everything's good with uh, Latavius Murray, you know. I, 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 I think we win, we win the trenches battle when it comes to the running game. I don't know. It, it still comes down to I just think the NFL is going to stick their nose in it. Because if, it, if they – and it's the perfect thing, right? Brady wins his seventh um, with a different team to prove that Brady's the reason why the Patriots won those games and not Belichick. And he gets to be the first – you know, lead his team to the first home game ever in the Super Bowl. I think if if the NFL is going that far, it's it's Rodgers' Super Bowl to win. I uh, I'm sorry. As much as as much as Brady gets all up, Aaron Rodgers is the hot ticket this year. And, you know, the guy's gonna be MVP. Well look, if it gets to be Brady Brady and Rodgers in the in the NFC championship, Goodell's not gonna know what to do. His head's gonna explode. Yeah. You know, that'll probably be one of the higher, higher rated. But I mean, it, it. I'm just hoping the NFL doesn't do anything stupid. And I know you're kind of. I know we're both a little jaded from the last couple of years, but. I I just don't see. It's hard to beat a team three times, but if there's any team that could beat any other team three times. It is this Saints team over that Bucks team. I mean, we've done it before. We we beat Carolina three times in one season. Yeah. So I mean, it, we beat it's, Atlanta three times in one season. You know, it, it's possible, but I mean, I it's just, hard to do. I think it's going to be. I see that three points as probably. I think it's going to be a four point game, but I really like the optimist in me says the Saints are going to win by ten. The um, realist says by three or four. I, I think Bucks by three. With with a last minute dumbass call from a referee. All right. So the refs by three. The refs by three. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for our preview of the divisional round 
uh, coming this weekend. Do you want to do a dumb dumb stupid? Head? Yeah, we definitely want to do a dumb dumb stupid head. It's so stupid. Dumb dumb stupid head. Dumb dumb. Dumb, dumb, stupid head award of the week. The award goes to. You know what? No, fuck it. Mike Tomlin. Just give it to the coach. Why are you giving it to the coach? Are you serious? He led that crap. And, no. And he didn't. No, He no, didn't inspire no, his no, guys. No, no, no. He didn't do what he had no, to do. No, 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 they no. thought it was going to be a cakewalk. You have Juju talking all the shit about it. Or was it Claypool talking all the shit about the Browns? Oh, it's just the same old Browns. Blah, 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 blah. And they came and, out and just. And they came out and they monkey stomped you. Yep. And the fact that Tomlin doesn't do anything. Tomlin, Tomlin does not bring this team into. He brought them back in that game. Yeah, but he doesn't keep them in control. Is yeah. what I'm saying throughout the season. I mean, you should, you, you know, because I mean, Juju is not the first time he goes on TikTok and says some dumb shit. No. You know, he's done I think it he's out several next year. different I think times. he's out next year. Over and Tomlin did nothing to be like, Juju, just stay the fuck off of TikTok. You're, you're screwing us up. You're putting that you're putting that bad juju out there, you know. I mean, yeah, this is on Tomlin, dude. Okay, then I'm fine with. I actually, now that you explain that, there you go. So, Mike Tomlin, you get the dumb, dumb, stupid head award this week. I still love you, but you just ugh. You're, I you're, threw up a little bit. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> just don't worry. I'm gonna start making out with Aaron Rodgers next, and you'll freak out. Have fun with that. Oh no, God no. Um, little bitch can't chug a beer. All right, guys. Well, that's been it for this week. Uh, it's kind of a longer one, despite. Oh being wait, a wait, short wait, wait! You forgot. You forgot. The Eagles did something right. They fired. Oh, Doug they Peterson. did. Yes, they fired Doug Peterson. <laughs> so there you go. Bye, Doug. You dumbass. You could have saved your fucking job if you would have just didn't. Tank. If you would have tanked the right way, not tank like a total asshole. Like, if you're going to tank, do it right. Put your back up in there the whole freaking time. You know, let it be known you're tanking. Don't get all the way to almost winning the game. And then do that (laughs) dumb crap. You are going to come in next year in one of the best situations possible for a head coach. You had a defense that was damn good and can keep you in the game. You have a Young, up and coming quarterback who is going to improve next year over this year, which he did fantastic. If he'd have, if he'd have been playing the whole year, he'd have been in the rookie of the year conversation. And it's just going to take what one or two more uh, wide receivers. By the way, what are they picking fifth now? Well, yeah, because they tanked. They if they would have won, so they you're going like to have, have like four or five receivers that you can take in the first round. Now you're not going to get a. Uh, so I mean, you you you've got a chance maybe to trade up for Devonta Smith. Um, you're you're in whoever gets the Eagles next is going to be in in a sweet job, and if they can just bring it all together, they're going to win that division. I mean, drafting drafting fifth, honestly, they have their chance at Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase. Yeah, you know, so two really good receivers, you know. So we're going to wrap it up there, folks. A little longer this week than we thought, but, you know, we had a lot to cover. Um, So we'll see you guys on the other side. Uh, We're probably going to be 
very somber if the Saints lose and very upbeat if the Saints win. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Yep. Stupid.